Today on the Above180.com podcast, I chat with USBC Silver Certified Coach John York. We discuss some things that bowlers do to sabotage their game before they even roll one shot. We also talk about the importance of targeting in the modern game and also comfort zones and how to handle and how to get more comfortable when you're bowling on a more challenging condition. So that's coming up with John. Make sure you also listen to us. You can find us on iTunes, subscribe there, find us on the TuneIn app. All of that coming up next. Hi, I'm Lindsay Boomershine, brand manager of High Five Gear. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Have your jersey tell your story. Order online at www.high5gear.com today. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Order today and enjoy high5gear.com. Hey, bowlers, Bowling This Month is back. Bowling This Month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. This is Chris Barnes, and you're listening to Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me today on the Above180.com podcast is John York. John is a USBC Silver Certified Coach and five-time BJI Top 100 Coach. He is currently the head bowling coach at Wilmington University. John, it's Tim Berg here. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks, Tim. It's, uh, it's really a great pleasure, and, and i got to say it's an honor to be here also. I've heard a lot of your interviews and, and the people that you've uh, talked to, so it's, it's great to be part of it. All right, John. Well, you write for Bowling this month, so you, you had a couple pieces up there that caught my eye from the coaching perspective. So I want to get your um, have you kind of dive into those just a little bit, and then if anyone wants, they can go to bowlingthismonth.com to get the full articles. And really, as we go more deep into the articles, you'll see it more there. So I want to say that up front. But, John, one thing you talked about was targeting. And I I guess I want to let's dive into just really, in your opinion, how important is targeting these days? Well, Tim, um, you know, my article kind of talks about how targeting is somewhat overrated. And um, in my mind, from a specific standpoint, it is because it's a, I, I look at more of a byproduct of, of the other FS of the game rather than the main focus of the game. You know, back in the 60s and the 70s, you know, the whole thing, the game was accuracy. The sport was accuracy. The game today, the sport today, if you watch it, is it's a lot more athletic. It's a lot more power, speed, angle of entry. Um, scores are higher. All these things are, are made the game more of a, an athletic endeavor. And by... Just focusing on targeting, I think people sometimes tend to kind of cut off their natural swings, cut off their natural rolls, and focus on just hitting a target. I mean, the game is not darts. It's not like you're trying to hit a bullseye. You don't get credit. You don't get any points 
for hitting your target. You get points for throwing the ball into the pocket and striking. So when you're focused totally on targeting, you tend to lose some of the other aspects that I feel are more important that will lead to higher scores and will also make your targeting easier. If you, if you learn to loosen your swing and release the ball cleanly and more consistently and focus on that, you will get more relaxed, you will get more comfortable, and as a byproduct of that, you'll probably hit your target more often. And you'll hit it at the proper speed and rev rate and rotation to create a consistent roll and release to help you strike more. I was going to say, those seem to be the things, you know, now when you, let's just say, when you're bowling on the on the more competitive patterns, you, it's it's more of keeping your, your release the same and similar, and then your speed the same. And you still want to be within the target, but by doing those two things first, you're going to be relatively close to your target area. Right. If you execute accurately, consistently, and, and, you know, the same way each and every time, by just by a natural byproduct of doing that, you're more likely to hit your target. I mean, for example, look, I could take a ball and roll it over a second arrow ten different times, ten different ways. How many of those times am I going to strike? I hit my target every time. Chances are I'm not going to strike at any of them. But if I throw the ball with a, you know, a rate between 350 and 375 every shot at a, at a ball speed of, you know, 16.5 to 17 miles an hour and, and throw it with, you know, the same axis, tilt and axis rotation, if I'm within the two to three board area, most likely I'm either going to strike or I'm going to be close because – I'm going to have created a better angle of entry. I'm going to be around the pocket, and I'm going to move the pins better. By doing that, it's going to make me more comfortable and more confident in what I'm doing. I'm going to relax a little bit further, and once I relax a little bit further, I'm going to become become more accurate because I don't have to worry about it. I'm not thinking about missing my target. John, next let's talk about how to maintain our comfort zones when we're in a different environment. I remember myself personally first time bowling the USBC Open Championships in Reno you walk into the stadium it's it's a huge setting and a, a surrounding and it just takes a little bit to get acclimated with the building but um, talk about how folks can do that and what they can do and then how you're able to also help the Wilmington University team uh, bowling team that you coach here college-wise how you're able to help them with that as well so that when they go into a tournament it doesn't uh, the, the situation isn't too big for them. Absolutely. Um, you know, we are a Division II school, so uh, we have good players, but a lot of these players have never, before they came to college, bowled in any kind of a, a environment that is as competitive and as much transition as what they see now. So, you know, what we try to do with them is, and try to do with, again, somebody like yourself going to the USBC for the first time, and you see that giant building and, and all these distractions, is the first thing we do is just preparation be prepared own what you do know what you do know what you do well walk into the building and make sure everything is comfortable and and your equipment fits all those things that are going to from an internal aspect is going to say hey i've done my part i'm as ready to do well as i can be prepared and then you just deal with the external but when it comes to getting comfortable on on conditions like that you know you have to know yourself like some people, they like to see hold. Some people like to see hook. You know, more, more people than not that I know, they're looking for friction. When they haven't bowled on a lot of sport conditions, they, you know, and they're used to being able to throw the ball to the right or to the left, and there's some free hook there from the, from the house conditions, and then they throw it there in a sport condition environment, and it doesn't hook. Or immediately they tighten up. 
So, you know, what I look for is if you're having those kind of issues, first thing you say to yourself is, what makes me comfortable? Well, I like to see friction. I want to know my ball's going to hook. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find where I see hook, and I'm going to get my line right on top of it and make, make that ball hook so I can see hook. Now, once I see the hook, now I can adjust from that point to try to get a more comfortable angle for my ball to roll. But if, I'm not, if I don't see hook, I have to make sure that I move until I find it and get right on top of the spot and put the ball right into the hook area if necessary to know that I have friction. Now, once I have friction, I can relax a little bit and I can move on to the next thing. Well, the, the other factor is when you're bowling on these conditions, you know, sometimes you'll talk to other people and, oh, the lanes were so hard, they were this or that. You know, you're still dealing with, you know, in most cases, on the most tougher conditions, a two-to-one ratio, things like that with oil. When you're, when you're doing that, you understand that there's still twice as much oil in the middle of the lane. If you can just relax and tell yourself, hey, I'm bowling on something that if I make my best shot, if I make good shots, it's going to strike. If the lane condition isn't going to hurt me. I try to get my players to feel that the lanes are, are, are much softer than maybe they really are so that they can throw the ball normally. Most of our, our bad shots are because we're afraid that we don't have any room to throw the ball. So you get your mind into the set where you're not afraid to make your best shot your best shot will strike on almost any condition. That's where knowing our game, you know, if we, like you said, if you like right. to play the swing, you like to play the hold, you have to know your game as to what, what you're going to do when you get in on those shots and realize, like you said, if you make a good shot, and, and we can't always buy into that, um, the, the noise that you may hear about a tournament or a pattern or a condition or, or what have you, the approaches even, sometimes people bring up, you know, you get wind of your head that the approaches are going to be tacky, you're going to have a rough day. Right. And the more, again, that's why the more you can become comfortable internally with who you are, what you are, your strengths and weaknesses, the less you're going to be distracted by all the external, you know, because when you're not comfortable, you know, you're, you're hoping for everything externally to kind of compensate. When you walk in and you're comfortable with who you are and what you do and confident in belief in your system, those things will, will have very little effect on you. And, in fact, the things that do play in your favor, you look at them as, wow, this is an extra advantage for me, rather than, oh, this is a detriment, this is a negative. You know, it's the old saying, Tim, play for the worst and hope for the best. All right. Well, John, uh, John York joining me today on the Above180.com podcast. A couple final ones before we go here, John. We've kind of hit a little bit on this, but um, how do you think a bowler can sabotage a tournament before he even rolls one shot? The very, the very simple and easy answer is just a weak, unfocused mind. Um, the, the layers of that are all the factors that cause people to do that. Um, I can tell you a quick story. I was at a regional with a, a regional pro who was very good. I used to coach. We were walking into the building. They were bowling on Viper. There was a, a gentleman in the parking lot on his phone talking to somebody, discussing how he was going to bowl poorly that day because he never bowls good on Viper. So he hadn't even stepped in the building yet, and he was already done for the day. And that's, that kind of thing, um, when you talk yourself into – I don't bowl well in this house. I don't bowl well on this pattern. Um, I'm against, I'm on the end pair. I'm near the door. I'm not near the door. Um, I'm bowling next to somebody who uh, always beats me. 
uh, all these things that come into your head, uh, I kind of I kind of describe them in, in my own mind as, as mattresses. They're they're kind of like you're predetermining a, a soft landing for yourself when things don't go the way you want. Uh, the best way around that, again, is to continue always working on your mind and awareness of your game and where you're at. We're very big at Wilmington with trying to get everybody to address their their flaws. So this way we can keep correcting them so when we walk into the tournament, those flaws are not something that stand out to us. You know, if you're worried about what you do wrong, you're going to be in a tournament looking around to find something to compensate to offset that. You know, what you want to be doing is working on and fixing all those things, the preparation, the internal, all those mindsets that cause you to worry about the external. You know, you get the internal fixed, the external will have much less of a factor on your games. Before we go, I want to remind folks, please check out h5gbrands.com. So many styles, so many colors, so many options. Check everything out there. No hidden artwork fees. All of your jersey, your dye-supplemented jersey needs, your shirt needs, check them out, h5gbrands.com. Use promo code ABOVE180. You'll get $20 off your order. That's promo code ABOVE180. You're looking to get your team looking sharp, whether you got city, state, USBC Open Championship. They, they run some deals. Send them an email, sales at h5gbrands.com. They're going to help you out there. They'll hook you up. They'll walk you through the process. I did that chat not too long ago with Lindsay Boomershine where we walk through the process from when you make that initial order to when you get your shirt. They help you out. It's very simple, very straightforward, but they walk along with you to help you with that unmatched customer service with the folks here at H5G Brands. So check them out. Use that promo code above 180 for $20 off your order. That's all at H5GBrands.com. John, myself, and Steve Klemp can do the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast, and we had a chance, we chatted with a Collegiate player not too long ago, and one of the things she said that she does, and it really hadn't hit me, and it's applicable, I think, for all of us, but she said, when I throw, when, you know, when I throw a shot and come back, I, I try to look happy and smile. Even if it wasn't a good shot, I got to take something out of it, because I need to keep my teammates up as well, and I thought that's so, right. something that we all, even as adult bowling, you know, adults bowling league, we miss. You know, we make a bad shot. We still got four or three or two, however many teammates are behind you. We got to go back there and, hey, come on, guys, keep it going. If, if you're in a team environment and if you're in a single environment, you need to take some something positive out of that shot no matter what as well. Absolutely. We, you know, we are very big on training our players that everything is for the greater good. Even though you're up there throwing a shot, everything is about how do we get the best result for the team. And that means if it's if you're not feeling it, you may need to come to the coach and say, hey, you know what, maybe this, this person will be better in the lineup than me. Or if you're not happy, you're getting taken out. You, you shouldn't be happy, but you still have to be there and support the rest of the team and understand that the idea is for the team to create the best score they can create. So, you know, the greater good is, is a very big thing for us. Uh, and, and, again, for, going back to prepar- the preparation of that, Tim, uh, you know, we do a lot of uh, – we have a, a technique called the Braveheart technique that we use uh, before the matches. We, you know, a lot of breathing, a lot of visualization, a lot of internalizing, and just calming ourselves and getting ourselves all on the same page and getting our heart rates and that everything set so that we can bowl in a calm, relaxed atmosphere. John, how do you help that bowler who's getting up there in age a little bit, whether that might be going down from 16 to 15, maybe even down to 14, maybe they're 
always uh, they're by their third game of league. They're having struggles keeping the ball off the head pin or what have you. But what do you do? Or maybe they're losing a little bit of rev rate too. But what do you do to help a bowler from the coaching perspective when they are getting up there in advanced years and maybe their game wasn't quite what it once was? You know, I, I actually throw 15. I've been throwing 15 for many years, actually. not And not only because of my age or, or anything like that, but I found that, um, for me, it, it gives me a, a little bit better speed and a little bit of better rev rate, which overall gener- generates um, actually a little bit more power than the 16 power for myself. You know, and, and if you've had injuries and you are getting older, you know, even going down to 14 pounds, um, from what I've read, is, is still a pretty good alternative if you can keep generating speed, um, because the whole the whole you know evolution of power and everything has to do with rev rate, but also speed is a big factor in that. So when your speed gets down, especially with the balls that are that are made today, they're so powerful and so strong and have such big weight blocks that if you can't maintain ball speed, the balls are going to die. You're not going to be able to control them. Uh, the biggest thing that I work on with people like that, and even even with young people, is um, I'm very big on reducing restriction. You know, what, what I see from players, you know, I see players throw the ball, I see small players throw the ball hard, I see big players throw the ball soft, and I'm always asking why. Um, generally, it comes down to control. People want to control the weight. They have this fear of the weight, you know, the ball flying around or doing something crazy. And I'm a big believer in reducing the restriction and letting the ball weight create the energy you need and that you need to transfer. I mean, the bottom line is bowling is a, is a physics equation. It's a math equation. So I think that a lot of energy that people use, and I see, I see a lot of older people because they, they grew up also in a different era with rubber and plastic, is that they're trying to control the weight. And I can't emphasize enough, the more you can relax your muscles and let the ball swing and let go of the ball, you're going to be able to block more of the restrictions. Most of the energy we use is blocking energy. The idea is we want to do is learn how to remove and reduce the restrictions and let the energy of of our approach and our swing create, create push and create speed and create power. Well, John, and I think a great example of that is when you watch some of the stars on the PWBA tour and look at their high rev rates and their high backswings, and they're 120 pounds. So it's all letting the ball do the work. There's there there can't be much muscle in their swings. Absolutely, uh, all my girls except one right now throw the ball 50 miles an hour, and they're not big. All right, well, John, I want to thank you for joining me again. We kind of hit on each of these these pieces. John has a couple of them. You want to check them out, bowlingthismonth.com. You can subscribe. John goes a lot more in-depth there. But I just wanted to catch up with John and kind of hit hit some of them because they're very interesting and, and tips that we can all use. But uh, check everything out, bowlingthismonth.com is where you're going to find all of the, the full articles for John. And it's a great website, all sorts of stuff there. You want to take a look at the ball reviews coming up again with the – USBC Open Championship Tournament. Will Rick Ramsey and his wife Gail will have the uh, the BTM tournament, so you want to check that out as well. But bowling this month is where you can find all of the great articles that we discussed here, and um, and all of John's future stuff. So, John, uh, thank you for joining me today, and uh, all the best of luck. And this was fun. We'll have to catch up again soon. Hey Tim, I appreciate it. Um, thanks for your time, and it, it's great to be on here. And yeah, I, I've been a subscriber to bowling for bowling this month for probably. Since, since its inception, I, I, I find it's the, the best nuts and bolts um, bowling magazine for the real bowler, and there's a lot of great information. 
I read it every every month. 